And here we go. Um, okay, so hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Wish You All the Best, a personal podcast about modern dating from the perspective of a man who goes to therapy. Uh, that's me. I'm Scott. I'm a man who goes to therapy. And I have um, I have an awesome guest this episode, uh, Bonnie. Uh, I, by quick way of introduction, just to kind of set you up here, Bonnie, you reached out to me on TikTok from the stuff that I've been doing there and just kind of said that you have interesting thoughts and that you've written a book about this and you had a lot of, um, I don't know, interesting things to say. And, and we just got to chatting. We put this time on the calendar and we're kind of here talking um, for the first time, which I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah. Hi. How are you? Hi. Yeah. I'm excited to be here too. Um, yeah. Okay. So you just told me before I hit the record button that you've got, uh, you're going to New York City and you've got some dates lined up. I let's just start with that because I just did that. And uh, yeah, let's talk about New York. <laughs> okay. Um, so my son lives in New York. I'm actually okay. going to New York to number one, visit my son. Mm -hmm. Number two, shop quite a bit. Number three, hit everything on my TikTok New York City scavenger hunt that I created from all of the TikTokers who live in New York and TikTok their little hearts out all about New York. Thank you to all of them. I probably follow every single one. Uh -huh. Created a scavenger hunt. I learned so much about New York, so I'm going to do that. And then number 3, I also have a couple of dates lined up. Or number 4, whatever. It's the last on the list. My kid is first. Got it. I understand. I understand. That sounds like so much fun. Um well, yeah. So how long are you going to be in New York? I'll be there for a week. Okay. So that's, you're, you're going to have a busy week. You got a, that's an itinerary yeah. you got going on. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, I recently, I, so I was there for a little over two weeks um, because I have been trying to figure out, and it's just, it sounds bananas every time I say it out loud, but I've been trying to figure out if I want to move to New York City uh, because it seems like it might be a place where a guy like me would have an easier time, uh, basically finding love. Um, which yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred, I, you can hear it in my voice. I'm sure. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's like the right thing to do, but it, it, I don't know. It, it keeps, it keeps being a question, but, um, so, so if I can ask where, where do you live now? I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. So are you, are you potentially thinking about moving to New York City? Like if you go on a date and you meet somebody and it's just like, you know, that thing, that chemistry? I mean, I I have always wanted to live in New York or Chicago. And when I say Chicago, by the way, mm -hmm. I mean Michigan Avenue. I do not mean Schaumburg. I do not mean Evanston. <laughs> None of those things. I mean, you are within sheer moments of the UGG store is what I mean. <laughs> okay. So, and I've always, I like the hustle and bustle. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but I've also, I've always lived in St. Louis. I've always lived in the suburbs and, um, both my kids are grown and I have no reason to be here any longer. Hmm. So I figure why not? You're, you're open to the next chapter. Definitely. It doesn't mean I'll end up moving. You know, I don't know what what will happen, but yeah. I'm certainly open to it. Yes. So, okay. If I can ask, and I'm going off script here already, but 
So you, so one of the things that you're you you're here to talk about is dating after fifty, and you do have two grown kids. So you've mm-hmm. been, um, I don't mean to assume, but uh, you you've maybe been married before. Yeah, I was married for a very long time, probably mm-hmm. too long. I'm sure he would say that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been divorced for four years. Okay, okay, um, same. I've been divorced for about three. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask? And so, and so you, it sounds like you've got a really uh, yeah, you understand sort of TikTok. It sounds like you've sort of understood that medium, which I, like, I feel like I'm, I feel like everybody on TikTok is like 23 years old or younger, you know? So I feel sometimes a little, you know, um, but how, I, I guess I, I have found TikTok interesting in terms of like dating advice or in terms of people like not even necessarily advice, but people sort of like reporting their experience in dating. And for me, I feel like dating has really changed in maybe the past five years, but th- that's like a gut feel thing. But I would be interested to hear your take on that. Like, how how do you feel like dating for you in the world has changed? Uh, yeah, over time. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, until um, you know, until I got divorced, uh, I what hadn't dated since I was you know, 17. (laughs) I met my ex-husband when I was 17. We went out for eight and a half years. We got married. We got divorced and I'm talking to you. So that's literally, I mean, I was with him for the vast majority of my existence. Um, so because of sheer time, yes, dating has passed, you know, days, time passed. Dating has definitely changed, but it has absolutely changed in the past 10 years. It most definitely has changed even more, I feel, in the past five. And then even more, I think that COVID completely turned dating and dating online on its head Mm -hmm. because I I feel very strongly that people are different. People's emotions are different. I've never heard, look, I taught for 20 years. I'm a mom. I've never heard the words trauma and trigger been Mm. to be thrown around so much. Mm. And I taught middle school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've never heard that thrown around so much as the past few years. Mm. People are really affected and maybe more so the ones who aren't even talking about it. Sure. And I think that that has very much um, affected dating in in a big way. Yeah. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself personally, but for me, right, I, it was a divorce. I, I got out of the divorce and kind of felt like I was ready to get back out there. And my, my lovely supportive friends are kind of giving me little nudges and being like, yeah, you should think about going and dating. And then uh, I found myself in the gym and I was chatting to this young lady for way too long. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, why am I talking to this woman for so long? Like, oh, I'm flirting. That's what this is. Um, <laughs> this seems vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was a funny moment. Um, and then, you know, uh, then it came out that COVID was a lot more serious than anybody thought it was. And it was going to be a whole thing and the world shut down. And yeah, as you know, I think... I, I, well, I guess again, from my own experience, lockdown really, it really did affect me emotionally. I was very alone in a time when I think I was, uh, hoping to, you know, go find, go find connection and go sort of rebuild, regrow or grow more community. Right. Um, and I, and I, you know, I, I imagine for everyone in some way, 
COVID lockdown, all that stuff has been emotionally hard. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And, you know, I, I work for myself from home. I'm a business coach and I teach mm. digital marketing for a living. And online dating is simply digital marketing. That, that's all it is. It's exactly the same thing. You're just simply marketing a different product. <laughs> it's me. So, I'm marketing me, right? Exactly. So uh. I didn't find it terribly difficult, but that doesn't mean, I mean, obviously I'm still doing it. I haven't found whoever that person is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, until uh, my ex and I were going to get divorced, I really did believe that everybody had one true love, you know, one person out there for them. Mm. And I fully believe that everyone has multiple people out there that could be mm. wonderful for them. But the older you get, and I think um, the more reflective you are, and certainly you're very bright, you're very reflective, it's you're really thoughtful, that's obvious. Um, oh, you know, you. I think it's a lot harder because there's not that many people who are. And that sounds horrible. It sounds awful. It sounds snobby. And it is simply the truth. I, you know what, I, um, I have definitely been grappling with that. And I, and I think, yeah, I, I don't mean to be horrible or snobby. But I, I look back and, and all the things that I've been through, and I think I've been through. Well, in, in many ways, I'm so lucky in so many ways, right? But I've been through some tough things and some career changes and life changes and that kind of thing. And I think I've learned a lot and I think I've done a lot of work and I think I do my best to take care of myself and my emotional health and that kind of thing. And yeah, you're right. I, I find that as I'm dating, um, doing that work has been really positive for me. It's helped me be happy. It's helped me be a better friend, a better brother, a better uncle, a better son. Um, but it has, it's, it's, I, for lack of a better term, it's made me more picky. It's made me figure out, uh, I think I, I have a better understanding now than I ever have about what I'm looking for and about what I bring to the table in a relationship. Um, and I, I, I hope I'm not looking for, I like to think I'm not looking for like a big long checklist. I like to think I'm looking for somebody who, um, I'm going to be compatible with and, uh, you know, mostly like you say, uh, it's going to be sort of reflective or metacognitive or, or, or somebody who, is interested in doing that kind of work. And anyway, the long, long answer is to say, yeah, I, I think I have, I've accidentally, not accidentally, but, but I have narrowed the field, right? I'm, it's made me a little more picky because I kind of know what I'm looking for. Um, and, you know, as we get older, uh, there are, there are kind of, there are fewer single people in the, in the age range, you know? Um, and so that's kind of <laughs> an, an additional challenge or, you know, um, but yeah, I, anyway, th that's that was a big part of the math, I guess, behind thinking about New York City, because uh, there's a lot of people there. It's a big city. It's a great city. If you like cities, it's an amazing city. So is Chicago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I found, at least in San Francisco, that uh, it's it's I've begun to feel its size. It feels like a small city. Um, anyway, kind of went all over the place there. But yeah, I, I definitely hear you. Um, well, and, and I think, you know, you, you had touched on, you know, you don't want a big long list. I think it's, I think it's really helpful. Um, if anyone who's listening to this, if they haven't written down, you know, what they're looking for, write it down. Uh, if not, you don't even have to look at it ever again, 
Mm-hmm. You can be like me and forget where you put it in the first place. But mm-hmm. the the sheer fact that you wrote it down and there's research to back this up. That's why I don't, I'm not into audiobooks because it's not, in my opinion, really reading. It's passively reading. It's passively listening. You're not actively reading. But um, so the uh, the sheer um, hand to paper, the brain hand paper of actually writing down the list. Yeah. Will uh, you will be much more likely to remember it, or at least yeah. remember something on that list, as opposed to texting it with your thumbs into your phone, or just saying it to somebody, or thinking about it. You're going to yeah. be much more likely to remember. So I think that's a really good thing. But when it gets down to it, I mean, look, I'm looking for very different things now, being 57. Than I was 40 years ago when I met my ex. I met him when I was 17. So I was looking for very different things at that point. And, you know, if I met him today, absolutely not. (laughs) We would never end up together. That's just the truth. And I'm sure he would say the same thing. And, uh, or he should, uh, because I'm very different today. (laughs) And I should be than I was when I was 17. But I think it's, when you meet somebody who clicks, you'll just know it. Mm-hmm. Then it's not going to matter what you had on your list. You'll know it. You'll know it in your gut. And maybe maybe that's me because I'm a woman and women tend to be quite intuitive. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's it just is. But I think yeah. you'll know. I um, So I'm reading a book right now. And, and th- this is in a, at a bunch of places, but it's top of mind because I'm reading the book. The book is called... Um, uh, how to not die alone uh, by this woman, Logan Yuri. And one of the things she talks about is there's this F spark movement, right? And they're kind of saying that like, you know, sometimes looking for that early, because I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about like, well, when I hear you say that you'll know it when you find it, right. You, when you, you'll feel that click or you'll feel that like something in you will know, you know, um, I, it, that that's one of the things that I, that I kind of, just kind of struggle with, you know, like how, how do I know if I'm wasting somebody's time or if, you know, a third date might be the time where it clicks, you know what I mean? I, I, and, and I'm not sure that I'm not sure that, well, I, I would be interested to hear your perspective on it, but I, I'm not sure if there is an answer, you know, I think sometimes I just feel like it's good to, in, a, in a, on a podcast like this or putting in, just putting it out there, especially for other men, you know, cause we don't talk about this stuff very much, but I, I feel like sometimes it's just good to put it out there to say, like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, like to a certain extent, this is kind of, we're all just sort of stumbling around in the dark. You know what I mean? And we are, Yeah, that's the truth. You can read, you know, all the books you want. I, it, look, I, I'm an educator. I, I, you know, I, I've had my master's plus in education courses and child development. But when I had a child of my own and I had read uh, probably 15 books on parenting and, but before that, it didn't help me. My children weren't in those books. Hmm. Those books are all theory. Those books are examples of other people's kids, but it's not my child. So it doesn't matter what somebody says about getting your child to sleep. Cause it's not my child. 
Yeah. Trust me, I tried them all. None of them worked. It didn't matter. <laughs> so, so, and I, I think that dating is the same way and relationships, it's the same way. And, you know, I, no matter how many self-development books or marketing books or any business books, anything you read, ultimately you have to apply it to you and who mm -hmm. you are and your life and what feels right for you. And yeah. then to go back to your original question, I don't think you should ever worry or even entertain the idea of whether or not you're wasting someone else's time. Hmm. Hmm. I have no idea why that thought would even occur to you. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I, I guess I always try to be, that's a good question. I, I guess I, I always try to be very respectful in dating. Um, and you know, uh, a lot of times, uh, like after a first date or a second date, it just sort of feels to me like, well, I'm not really sure. You know, I'm like, it seems like there's a chance that maybe there will be something there, but I'm not really sure. And for me, sometimes I kind of feel like, you know, do, do I want someone to ask me out to dinner if they're not really sure if there's going to be a romantic connection there? I don't know. It's a good question. I, I guess you should always, I mean, I, I, I guess I should ask, like, you mean like, would it be better to just kind of go for it and, and not worry about it and kind of, yes, I hear you. That's wise. A hundred percent. Yes. And, um, I, uh, feel strongly that you ruminate about everything and you always have. I mean, I, I me had personally a, or people in general, yes, <laughs> yes, it's true you for personally. me personally, <laughs> you personally, yeah. I can absolutely see what you were like in an elementary school classroom. I mean, I trust <laughs> me, I had a lot of you sitting there, so I totally get it. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to do that anyway. It could be someone who's quote unquote perfect for you. And I don't think there is a perfect, but mm -hmm. It could be someone who's supposedly perfect for you and you're still going to tear it apart and you're still going to ruminate about it. Mm -hmm. So since you're going to do it anyway, don't worry about it because you're mm -hmm. going to do it. And to let you know the flip side, she'll probably know if she wants to go out with you mm -hmm. long before you're ruminating about it. I always know within the first 10 minutes and I am not anything special. It's just, this is, I, I don't know. This is how I am, but I know within the first 10 minutes, if I will ever be seeing that person again. Hmm. I guess, I guess I often feel, and it's very sweet and thank you. And I, and I appreciate you paying attention to my TikToks and, and, and the podcasts. And I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I guess I often feel like a. Th there are times when I've met someone where initially it's definitely like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know what it is, like the way we smell each other or the way we sort of move through a room or their energy or I don't know how like woo woo I'm comfortable mm -hmm. being or whatever, you know, but sometimes I, I do sort of have a gut instinct that's like, OK, well, this is a lovely person. There's. I'm sure we can have a conversation. I can kind of have a conversation with kind of anybody, but you know, I, I, I there are times when I can't tell early on, there, I should say there are times when I can tell early on that like, it's, it's a no, thank you. You know, that it's like a not, but, but I think it's the times when it's like a, a maybe where I, I do that 
ruminating where I kind of, I, you know, you're right when I, when I sort of, uh, not, not a hundred percent sure, you know, I don't know. Um, and, and so, and I would say to you, I would say the same exact thing to either of my sons. I would say the same thing to a person on the street because mm -hmm. I readily give advice to them too, because <laughs> I feel the need and, and I, I, I really, I think I have pretty good advice and, and I would say, go for it. Hmm. If she doesn't want to, that answer will be no. So before you ask, you're already starting with the no. You mm -hmm. already have the no before you ask for anything. Everybody does always and forever before they ask for something. They already have no. And then guess what? She might say yes. Yeah. And then, then if she does, then you've got more time to ruminate about it. Either way, you're going to ruminate. <laughs> so you can It's with or without, you know, hanging out with her. Yeah. 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 That's very fair. That's very fair. Um, what, what about when, well, I don't, I mean, listen, so, so this is a lovely problem to have, right? But like sometimes what'll happen is, or I shouldn't say sometimes it has happened once or twice in the past in dating where it's clear to me that she's interested. And what's not clear to me is it, it, if I'm interested. Right. Like, I'm not sure if it's, I don't, it's something that I've, that I, for a long time was really worried about because after the divorce I was dating and I, I just couldn't find that chemistry or that spark. And I would go out on a bunch of first dates and I would try to date somebody, just one other person for a while to see if something would grow. And I began to really worry that I was like broken in some way that like after the divorce, I was just never going to feel love again. Right. And, um, and sometimes I would be dating somebody and I, and I could tell, uh, that, that she was interested. Um, but I, I just, I wasn't like, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't feel that spark, that chemistry, that little fire. And, and I, and I, and I didn't know if it was the right thing to, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to string anybody along, you know, I didn't want to lead somebody on. Uh, and, and, and I don't think, I, I don't think I was ever uh, pretending, you know, I don't think I was ever faking interest. I, but I think sometimes I was wondering if it was the right thing to, you know, stop seeing somebody because it, I didn't think I would, it didn't feel like I was reciprocating the same thing they were feeling or, um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess, I guess I'm saying it, it is important to me. I do, I do value. I think I value being like a conscientious person, but you know, a conscientious person in dating, right? Like to try and be, um, I, I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It totally makes sense. Um, and so, so this is what I think. So, hmm. um, look, they're going to be a, a, I'm just going to speak very, I was going to say, frankly, and that's my name, which is just stupid, but I, all right, I'll just be very blunt, which is how I am anyway. The thing is, yes, they're going to be interested and they're going to be attracted because you're a good guy and a really very attractive, very smart guy. Everyone who's listening to this, you should be dating Scott. And I have no <laughs> effing idea how in the world anyone would divorce him personally, but that's a separate conversation for me and her anyway. But so yes, they're going to be interested. 
But the thing, so that, I mean, I'm sorry, that's just a given, I think. You're very kind. Um, but, You're very but I think that everybody, not just Scott, not just me, but everybody needs to be thinking like, is this someone that I want to hang out with? Mm-hmm. Is this someone that I can sit around and do nothing with? Mm. Is this somebody who I don't feel like I have to fill the void with sound, with words? Mm-hmm. Can I just be with them? Mm-hmm. And you can't just be with everybody. You can be attracted to a ton of people, but it doesn't mean you can just be with them. Yeah. And your energy does have to match. And yes, there is, no matter how you get woo-woo, because everyone who knows me knows I'm not really very woo. <laughs> but even though I meditate and I do yoga and a, a lot of things that people would be shocked by, but there is such a thing as energy that mm-hmm. does play into it, whether or not you're woo mm-hmm. pheromones play into it, whether or not you're woo and maybe the moon cycles play into it and mercury retrograde. I don't know. I'm still <laughs> up in the yeah. air about that one, but yeah, you know, I don't know. There's you a know, lot of things that have to kind of fall into place. And then there's a thing called timing. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think ultimately everything comes down to timing. It's yeah, you got to have, you know, yeah, you got to be physically attracted to each other. And yes, you know, you have to have similar interests and yes, you know, you're going to want someone who's going to want to grow with you and who is a lifelong learner too. And all of those things. Mm -hmm. But if you're not in the same place at the same time, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Timing is important. Um, I, I, I should say I, I, this is the kind of thing that folks I think can be curious about and it's not, well, um, my ex-wife, because she, it's possible that she'll listen to this. I don't know. Um, I so have words for her. I swear to God. She's Go very ahead. lovely. It, it, it was. Uh, I'm sure she's lovely. <laughs> she is. It, it, it was, um, I, I, it's not my story to tell here too much, but I should say. No, and, and don't. Yeah. Well, it's, um, we, she and I fought very, very, very hard to make that marriage work. I'm very, I'm very proud of the work we did to try and make it work and it, and it, didn't end up working. And I ended up being the one asking for the divorce, but, um, uh, which we, I don't know. I, I, I definitely just don't want to, uh, well, for what it's worth, she's a lovely lady. We talk, uh, every six months or so she's doing very well. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we fought really hard to make it work and unfortunately it didn't. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, 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 timing, timing is important. What was the thing I was going to say? Um, 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 shoot. Well, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you, that you said that because people might not know that. And, hmm. um, and I think it's really important, you know, so many things are instant and disposable these days. Hmm. And especially like, you know, online dating. Yeah. Okay, it's really sad if you don't match with somebody, but there's 55 other people you're going to be matching with. So you're going to forget that person's name and face probably 12 seconds later. Yeah. Even though you were momentarily upset. Or let's say that you went out with somebody, let's say that you dated them for a while yeah. and then they broke up with you and that's really sad and you cried. And you know what? Then you go back to match or hinge or wherever you went in the first place. And, oh, there's a lovely cue waiting for you. Yeah. And you're going to forget all about him or her or them or 
it's it's just the way it is. And because of that, mm-hmm. people give up really quickly. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. Like it, it's that it's that choice paralysis thing, right? Like that thing where you feel like you've got a bunch of people waiting in the wings uh, that I think sometimes it, I, I think it, I think that's had an impact on dating for people who are using the apps. I think it's also had an impact on people who aren't using the apps because if you're out there dating or you're single and you're putting at least a little bit of energy into trying to meet somebody romantically, uh, sooner or later, probably sooner, you're going to bump into somebody who's who's using those dating apps, you know? So I, I think they really have had a, a far-reaching effect on on what it's like to be single and looking for connection these days. You know what I mean? And COVID too. People are fed up, man. People are really, they're fed up and they don't have a lot of patience and they don't want to deal with people who are playing games if that's not what they're into. Yeah. I mean, and (laughs) and so they're going to swipe left or they're going to leave the date or they're never going to say yes to the date or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. in my opinion all my opinion. I don't represent anyone but me. Um, (laughs) They're going to do all of that really quickly. And, and I think faster than possibly they would have prior to COVID. I think COVID gave um, a lot of people, a lot of time to reflect Mm -hmm. who had never reflected before. Sure. Yeah. It was a, and, yeah. and, you know, there were a lot more babies born and there were a lot more divorces during COVID. And it also, as people were kind of hanging out with themselves more and hanging out in their own heads more, they um, maybe had some, some really, I hope for everybody, some really quality time to figure out exactly who they are, exactly what they're about and exactly what it is that they want. Yeah. And they're not going to spend time playing those games. Yeah. In my business life, you know, you see a lot of people talking about how COVID has really is really impacting the workplace, right? People working remote, the great resignation, this whole quiet quitting thing, whatever you want to say about that. Um, uh, And I I think in general, it's been that. Well, just to say COVID has definitely been a catalyst for so, so, so many things. And I think in general, at least for, for work life balance and a lot of giving people the opportunity to do that kind of introspection. I think that's been a pretty good thing. I think, I mean, I'm not an expert, but you know, um, but for sure for dating, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's poured some fuel on some fires. Uh, the, the, the online dating stuff that has been, I, I don't want to say bad, but definitely new. And I think definitely interesting and not always easy to understand. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, look, the the woman uh, from Love is Blind, you know, they they went through. Yes, I watch all those shows. I'm a thousand <laughs> years old and I just do because I know <laughs> no, good for enjoyable. you. Um, and, you know, and she's at the altar and she's like, I choose myself. Mm-hmm. And that's not just something for a TV show. There are women in their 30s choosing themselves right and left and having their eggs frozen because they're not going to, they're not going to settle. It's very different from, it's just very different from people's parents or their grandparents day where, you know, you, you leave your teenage years and you get married and you have kids and that's just what you do. 
Yeah, for and sure. now it's, no, I have a long list of things that I'd like to do and possibly marriage and possibly children are on that list. Yeah. But not definitely. Like it's not a hundred percent. And not number one and two on the list either. Yeah. I think that's right. And, and I think that's good. You know, like I think, I mean, of course that's good, but like people having autonomy, people getting to choose what they want to do with their lives is, you know, on balance, a really good thing. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of the difficulty around dating, well, I'm a little biased because I'm a guy. And one of my big things is like, I think more men should go to therapy. I think more men, I, I, I try to encourage other men to be, you know, more open and vulnerable and, and sort of supporting each other. Right. But like, I think to a large extent, a lot of what, what is kind of one of the things, one of the many things that is kind of rocking the dating world right now is, is what you're talking about. Like women are reprioritizing what they want to do with their lives. And I think to a large extent, men just really got caught flat footed on that. Like I, I think we really didn't know what to do with that. And I think, uh, um, Liz Plank wrote a book that, that really opened my eyes a lot that I like a lot called for the love of men. And she talks about, um, and you know, a lot of people talk about this intelligently, but that's, that's kind of where I first saw it. Um, uh, but yeah, talking about all this work that basically feminism did, you know, whatever that term, whatever that movement means for whoever, but I think it's pretty, uh, unambiguous that it's done a lot of work, changing society, changing what women are allowed to do, to think, to, you know, that kind of stuff. And all that work got done and it took a lot of work and it's still going on and, you know, that whole thing. But I think to a large extent, men have not really adjusted, uh, the world. I think to an extent, a lot of men, I was actually, I was just talking to Charlotte yesterday about this, Charlotte from, well, anyway, from TikTok. Um, but like, yeah, I think a lot of men just kind of thought like, well, that sounds great. I'm happy for women. I think that's wonderful. They're not mad. I think there are some men who are like mad about it and I, they're out there and I, they need therapy so bad and I don't, I don't really know what to do with them. I think there are, I, I, I'm going to guess, to, zero, I'm not an expert, but my guess is that like 80% of the dudes who like aren't super tuned into feminism have just sort of been like, okay, that sounds great. I'm going to let you do your thing. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing with my life and it should be okay. And I think, uh, a, a big kicker here is that that doesn't work because for those guys, for us guys, us, those guys, uh, that, that life plan involved, uh, getting a job that made you the center of a family that, that got you a woman who was going to be dependent on you for living and that she was going to do all of this really, really important work in your life to make it a fulfilling life to, if whether that means bring you a family or bring you emotional connection or bring you social connection. A lot of women, I think are the social hubs for men. Right. Uh, and, and so these guys, I think for the last shoot, I want to say what, 40 years, 50 years who, who kind of just thought they would stay in their lane, keep their heads down, work hard, be honest, follow the rules. Uh, I think, I think a lot of them are just kind of getting caught off guard, like really blindsided by like, wait a minute, uh, these rules that I, I'm doing everything I was supposed to do. I'm checking all the boxes and I am alone and lonely and I don't know how to connect to a woman and I'm being told, um, well, you know, I don't want to, well, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole like social media thing there that's different. I'm a woman and I'm going to come out and say, (laughs) you're being told, don't do this. Don't say this. Don't, don't approach it like this. Mm-hmm. You can't say this anymore. You can't do that anymore. Very likely, and I'm not a hater. I am a mm-hmm. feminist. I, mm-hmm. I, But this is just the truth. I also have sons 
who I mm-hmm. told from a very young age, because I personally think this is the truth. I told them you will be to blame. Mm. If, if she gets pregnant, it is your fault. Mm. Nothing else matters. Yes. Everybody knows it takes two, but you mm. will be to blame. And she will cry because she can at the drop of a hat because we all can. I don't know how we come out that way being with that ability, <laughs> but I feel strongly it is true. Mm. And so, yeah, the boys, the guys, the men, yes, they are getting caught in the crosshairs mm. or crossfire, whatever it is. They're getting mm. caught off guard. It's like being hit in the head with something and you didn't even know it was possible that it could come. Yeah. I think that's what it's like. And, and whether you're saying me too, or time's up or feminists or any of it, mm-hmm. the fact is that there's a pendulum out there and it is swinging away and it's hitting the guys <laughs> in the head and they're laying them out. Yeah. And, and I see that. And, you know, I was just chatting with a guy on match earlier today and he called me dear, mm-hmm. which is so condescending. Mm. Yeah. And it, it just, it's also a lot of, um, not the bots, but a lot of the fake accounts will also call you dear, just word of warning to women out there. That's uh-huh. a red flag. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, also look at what time people are texting you because it's very likely they're not only not in your neighborhood, but not in your country. Look at the times that those texts are coming through. But, um, so, uh, you know, and it's, it's just, uh, kind of not having a clue, but I think all of that goes back to not being reflective mm-hmm. and not really saying, Hey, maybe I need to take a different approach. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, I mean, you were talking about, uh, uh, that you, you knew like boys like me when you were, when you were a teacher and it made me think back on what I was like when I was like in the third grade. And, and I think one of the reasons that I, I feel in some ways like I have an advantage on working on this stuff because I'm a little bit of a weirdo. I'm a, I'm a little bit of like an ugly duckling. And when I was, when I was in middle school, I was like an extremely sensitive kid. I was an obnoxiously I just the way I was wired. My folks were lovely. I love them so much. They did their absolute best to raise me up. And I, I was just, uh, very emotionally, emotional regulation was a skill that I learned late in life. And I think to an extent, uh, that served me a little bit well, because I think growing up, I've often felt like kind of a weirdo, kind of an odd duck. Um, and, and I didn't feel like I was Anyway, I think looking back on my life, I feel like I wasn't necessarily a part of that sort of big chunk of men, Um, and and I, I, which back then I think was hard for me because it meant that I was kind of an outsider. It made me harder to make friends. It made me harder. It made me feel sort of like part of the out group, right? But now, uh, grappling with what I'm grappling with, I'm grateful for that because it's made it easier for me to as you say, like kind of reconsider to sort of see it differently. Because for me, uh, I, I didn't, I've always been a little bit, I feel like I've always been a little bit of a weirdo. Right. So I, in a, in a way that turned into an advantage for me. Right. Um, um, does that make sense? Kind of. Absolutely. And, you know, I've listened to, I, I can't tell you how many podcasts and how many different interviews of uh, famous people, famous for many reasons, not just mm. celebrities, um, and people who are 
so accomplished in their field and, and, and models who are clearly just gorgeous. I mean, that can make a living that way saying they never felt like they were good looking enough or, you know, they, they didn't look good. You know, they weren't attractive enough. They mm. weren't this enough. They always felt like they were on the outside. They were the outlier. They were not, never the popular kids. And you're looking at these people saying this thinking, what in the world? How could you not be, mm. you know, middle school? I mean, I, I taught middle school. Middle school is horrible for everybody. <laughs> and yeah. high school is not much better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people who you thought were just having the best time, guess what? They had the exact same thoughts that you did. Mm. It yeah. just looked different to you. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I definitely believe that. I, do you think, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, the, the whole question of like, you know, what's going on with men like, like online people are saying like, are the straights okay, right? Straight men and what we're kind of doing and how we're navigating this moment is, that's a whole rabbit hole. We can spend hours and hours and hours digging into that if we wanted to. Um, can I- Well, we're not going to know if they're okay because they're never going to tell us. Yeah. Well, that's part of the puzzle, right? We got to, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, can I can I shift gears here? So so you you wrote a book, is that right? On uh, About online dating? I did. Yes. A long time ago. Well, I, I would love to hear about that because I, uh, I have a lot of pet theories and, uh, ideas and strategies and stuff that I, you know, I can't, I can't say I'm like scientifically correct about it, but it's, th there are things that I've like put together. A, a big part of why I started doing TikToks and why I'm doing the podcast is kind of like, you know, what, what would I, what do I wish somebody had told me when I was younger trying to get into the dating, right? And, and advice I find is always a dangerous thing because I find sometimes when I'm giving somebody advice, really what it is, is like my trauma that I've kind of wrapped up and stuck a bow on and said, like, I did this thing and it really burnt me. So don't you dare do this thing. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so I, what, as I'm thinking about this stuff and as I'm talking to somebody who wrote a book on this stuff, I'm always interested in kind of, I guess, A, I would love to hear what your takeaways, everyone should go buy the book, but like, I would love to hear your takeaways or what you would no want to No one's say. ever going to see the book. I did okay. not publish it. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not what, no, I did not want to be known for writing a dating book. How oh, interesting. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, well then, yeah, I, I would, I, I would love to give you the floor. Like what, what did you find in writing the book or what, what would you want to say about it? Yeah. So, um, I didn't date until my, um, my kids were in college, but, um, I, you know, I, I decided to do some research and I decided to write a book because I thought that, uh, online dating was fun and I didn't think it was terribly difficult and all anybody around me was doing was complaining about it. I didn't know if this was explicit if you mark this podcast explicit or not. So <laughs> you can, everybody you can say was just complaining you, about we're it. Allowed to, we're allowed to use swears. <laughs> and um, and I, I didn't get it. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do some research myself. And one of the things that people had that I heard a lot from men, from women, all different ages, all different everything, uh -huh. was that certain apps were better than other apps. Okay. And I didn't 
I didn't know that to be true and I didn't necessarily believe or not believe, but I just thought, huh, okay, so that's, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to figure out. Uh-huh. And, um, so I, uh, joined 15 different dating apps. I was on 15 different, uh, yes, I was, this was like a job. It was a bigger job than I thought it was going to be at the time. But anyway, yeah. I just did this just for me and just for fun. But so I was on 15 different dating apps at a time. People mm-hmm. are like, there aren't even 15. I'm like, oh no, no, there's oh, there many, more than 15. There's did you catch the episode more. with, um, my friend Taylor? Yes. I, yes. I, I, I should have I should have just the two of you talking to each other sometime about that because that's <laughs> anyway not to interrupt I apologize so fifteen dating apps yeah there's a lot of yeah them. and um and so my th- and I dated from all of those fifteen and mm-hmm. so and and I live in St Louis so I so yes it was that's the population was skewed of course because I wasn't traveling around the world to do this um and I did it within a short amount of time but I you know I mean I was going on a lot of dates mm-hmm. in a week, every week for a while. Okay. So I felt like I was really gathering some data Yeah. and, um, it, and I had, uh, multiple dates in days sometimes. And it wasn't just once. I mean, there were, I can't, there were many days where uh-huh. I had more than one date. And, um, so I, and I was just really looking at, at all of it. And then I thought, okay, well, that's not enough. I now need to do some more actual research and I need to interview people. So, um, I went to where people are. I went to bars, which I don't go to a lot of bars. I'm certainly not going to go to a bar by myself and I'm not going to be doing online dating research while I'm boring my friends. So it was, you know, I just went to a couple and I also went to coffee shops. Because okay, that's okay. where people are. Sure. And so I interviewed my population. Once again, it was skewed and it was very small. Um, so 100 people, 50 men, 50 women, uh, ages. That sounds like a lot to me. Well, I mean, it is for one person's <laughs> work, but yeah. it's not. But I mean, if you're doing a, if you're doing some actual, really some research for a publication, 100 is not a big population. So, okay. um uh, and ages 22 to 55, I think, I mean, this is going back a lot of years, so I don't really remember anymore, but I believe right around there. So, you know, and different people from all over. And I asked them all the same exact questions. I had a dozen questions. I asked them all exactly the same question. I tried to ask it without, you know, any sort of emotion on my face as you do when you do research, et cetera. And, um, and then I gathered the, you know, the data and I analyzed it. And my whole thing was to try to figure out if one dating app was better than another or Mm -hmm. if two dating apps were the top two. And the fact of the matter is that after talking to all these people and after experiencing my own, uh, you know, situation with dating. And by the way, I kept my personal and my research completely separate, a hundred percent separate. Very scientific about this. I love it. I I tried to be because I'm like, okay, this can really get messy and I don't want to. And and I, I also didn't know that I was never going to publish the book. So I just wanted to keep everything separate. And then I thought, oh dear God, I have sons. No, I'm not going to publish this book. No, I don't want to be known for this. So no, you want to follow me, follow me for business, marketing, social media, not for dating. Okay. Uh, you can ask me for advice. I'll give it to you, but 
anyway, so, um, but what I found to be true was that, uh, no, there's not one app that's better. Hmm. And every single app, at least of the 15 in my research, every single one had produced marriages. Every single one had produced affairs. Every single one had bots. Every single one had fake accounts. Every single one had prostitutes. That was a new thing that I didn't know was happening. But Uh, more power to a man, that is your target market. It is a very smart move. I said it. I could not be smarter. and, uh, and every single one, you know, had casual dating and every single one had really, you know, true relationships. Mm-hmm. So no, one's not better. And no, you know, certain apps are not all hookups. It's just simply, it's not true. Mm. There was, and this is totally anecdotal, but there, there was this one, I think it was a TikTok, right? Of course it was a TikTok, but somebody was saying that they knew a wedding planner, or I think it was, it was a wedding planner. And she was saying that of all the weddings that she's done of people who have met online, like the vast majority met on Tinder, which I found really surprising um, because I I guess kind of to your point, like I sort of thought of Tinder as like, I don't know. I, I, well, it's, it's known for hookups, yeah, right? right, That's the rep it has. That's the rep it has. But I got news for you. I know people have hooked up on a bunch of different apps. <laughs> so yeah. it, that's, it's not just Tinder, but Tinder's also been around longer. That's so fair. it's yeah. produced more dating events. Hmm. And so by that alone, it has a greater likelihood of producing more marriages. And I don't know that it does over, you know, does overall produce more marriages, but, and that's also one wedding planner. So, and also how old was the wedding planner? Because her, you know, the people getting married were probably younger and there's younger people, more younger people on Tinder. So, you know, Mm -hmm. younger in the relative sense, twenties, thirties. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all kind of a one person's experience, but that's, that's, that's what we're all coming to this with. Right. I mean, we all have baggage. We all have our own mindset, our own experiences that we're coming to all of this with. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, um, uh, the, the one, there's been one relationship that I, that I sort of found my way into over the past three years where I feel like I was talking before about how I was afraid for a while that I was, that I was like broken. Right. I didn't, I met this woman, uh, she lived in LA. It didn't end up working out because how we matched it all was kind of a wacky story, but, um, we ended up kind of clicking and getting along really well. And, and I, I, you know, I, I, I fell for this lady. We, I, we really didn't end up working out and it's not the right thing for important for, for real reasons. But it was a moment where I felt good because it's like, okay, well, at least I know I can feel this again. Right. And my heart doesn't feel, you know, <laughs> permanently damaged. Right. But, but also I met her on not even Tinder. It's a, it's a hookup app called pure. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I had I know one of the somebody who works at Pure. She was one of the guests on a previous podcast. Lovely, lovely woman. Um, but yeah, like of of all places, you know, like of all places, I was looking for something that was just going to be like, you know, what I'm not looking for anything deep. I'm a little tired of doing the sort of same uh, kind of like practiced speeches about you know my life, my career, my family. Like I, I've kind of memorized all those. 
those things you say on a first date, you know what I mean? And, and I think sometimes I was just looking for like somebody who was looking for kind of a hookup, just something quicker. It doesn't have to be too, we don't have to be like soulmates, right? Uh, we just have to be maybe compatible and respectful and safe and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that was the woman who I kind of really fell for. And, and I don't know if it was because I wasn't looking for it because I wasn't expecting it, or maybe because we just got lucky and we had that chemistry, or if it was because it was someone who I could be kind of a little more upfront and honest about physical intimacy. Right. I mean, not to get like too, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, like that's an important mm -hmm. part of a relationship for a lot of people, for me. Um, and maybe to a certain extent, being able to be, uh, forthright about that was, was something that made it possible to, and I don't know, like, again, like we're all kind of wandering around in the dark, you know, I don't know if I just got lucky there or if really what I should be doing is swiping on hookup apps and, uh, you know, I don't know. How do you know? <laughs> okay. That would not be my advice for you or anyone, <laughs> to be honest with you. No offense to whoever created Pure or yeah, Tinder yeah, yeah. or any other app. No. Yeah, I mean, thing. if you really want something real, that would not be my suggestion. Mm. But, you know, you getting on Pure mm -hmm. or, or anybody getting on any app and just saying, oh, F it. I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. Look at you. You did that. Mm -hmm. You're smart. You're reflective. You've done the work. You're reading all these books, most of which I've never heard of. And <laughs> there's a lot of them out there, you know. You, well, yeah, that's true. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And you got fed up and got on an app like that. So what? So there can't be other equally as thoughtful, intelligent, and reflective women on that same app? Of course yeah. there are. Yeah, There's totally. people getting fed up all over the place. So, that, and that, <laughs> yeah. and that's my point. There, anything real can come from anywhere. I do yeah. not suggest picking up people in the supermarket. People are like, "Oh, Bonnie, you should join a class." I said, "Well, if I wanted to join the class, I join the class." But to join some class for the remote possibility that I'm going to meet someone who now I'm going to want to date is a complete, just a ridiculous idea. I think that's, I mean, that's when Harry met Sally. That's, it's a ridiculous notion that makes a great Nora Ephron movie. But in reality, <laughs> no, no, that's not a good use of anyone's time, in my opinion. No, I hear you. So, so yeah, my, my point is, I, I think that all of those things, all of those factors that you listed, hmm. I think it's because of all of that. Yeah. You know, your, your guard was not up. And if you feel, for anyone listening to this, if you feel that you're sitting through five seconds of a date where you are literally reciting verbatim what you have said in a million other dates, cut the date short. It's not really? a good use of your time. It's not the person. Well, but I mean, like, that's interesting. I, I feel like, I feel, well, I guess, hmm. The things that I say on the first date and, and, and I, I, you know, I've just got like my little stories, you know, like, you know, like, like jokes you tell at a party or like little stories you have. Everybody's got the, I don't know. I know that I have my little stories. Right. And they're no, like, everyone, everyone does. That's yeah. true. And I, I, I you know, I, I think maybe, you know, it, it's probably a signal that it's time to kind of take a break from dating, which honestly I'm kind of getting ready to do. I, but you know, like a, a big, I guess I'm saying like a big indicator for me that it, that it's time to take a break from dating and like recharge my, 
emotional batteries is yeah when i'm telling the same story about like oh i went to undergrad for this but then i got into this school and i went to new york for so many years and then i that didn't work and so i went to community college and then i do the job that i have now like i i i can i always change it up just to, to kind of keep myself from saying exactly the same thing but like i know the the story of my life i mean obviously i know the story but like i know how to tell that so i've i've been like basically <laughs> like i've been refining my first date stories like a like a stand-up comic doing like a tight two minutes you know what i mean like right, right. <laughs> and and like it's not a tight five it's a tight two <laughs> it's uh, you know i try to get through it fast you know it's like a but yeah, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a thing, right? That's a, that's a thing we do. And I don't know if it's good or bad. Like I, I, I do, I always want to right? Cause all these, I think the really healthy people on TikTok or anywhere that give you good, good dating advice. Like it sounds like I, I, I would, I would be shocked if you didn't agree with this. Right. But like on a first date, yeah, you're right. You don't want to tell those stories. You don't want to be in a place of just repeating stuff that you've said before you want to be talking about real stuff and like give the other person the opportunity to see who you really are in a vulnerable and honest way and invite them to open up the same way right and that and that i guess that can just be tricky um it can be tricky but um you know you can have a great conversation on a first date without talking about where you went to college or if you're from St. Louis, where you went to high school, that is a right. real thing. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're just simply talking about what, what's a, what is your favorite book of all time? Mm -hmm. First of all, you're going to find out really fast if somebody reads, <laughs> which <laughs> to fair. me is very important. Yeah. So, and then not that not many people that, do. Yeah. but yeah. what book is it? What author is it? What book is it? And then why? And that is going to tell me so much about that person, much more than where they went to college. Do I want to know where they went? Yes, I do. I want to know because I want to know this for everybody I ever meet. I want to know where they went, what they studied. If they have a master's or PhD, I seriously do want to know what their dissertation is because I find that interesting. Mm -hmm. I want to, I like, I ask those things, but I'm also a woman. Men don't really, you know, I, I would ask my sons when they were dating, uh, girls in high school, I would say, well, what, did, what does her parent, you know, what, what do their parents do? Uh -huh. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Like I would know that within the first 32 seconds of meeting them. Are you kidding me? Well, how do you not know these things? But you know, guys are, guys are different, but there's, there's lots of ways of finding out what that person is really going to be like hanging out on a Sunday afternoon yeah. when it's raining and you can't go walk Central Park or you can't go to the farmer's market or you can't easily do whatever yeah. or when it's, you know, six feet of snow outside or what that would that be an enjoyable experience? You can find that out so many ways. Yeah. And when I, I can't tell you how many men have told me, they're like, well, I mean, they usually say it like this. Well, I mean, every first date is like an interview. Hmm. What? It certainly shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. I, 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 I know exactly what they mean, though. You know, like I've definitely been on first dates where it's like, yeah, I, you know, I feel like there's a, 
scoring system that they've got on a clipboard or like, you know what I mean? Like, well, uh, then it's not going to be a second date. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. Mean, that's usually the case. Right? You put um, in your obligatory hour and you get out. Yeah. I mean, you know, dating can, I, I wonder, um, I, I, I wrote it down. I remember what I was going to say earlier, but, but I, I wonder with dating, like it does, it can feel like interviewing. And I think maybe sometimes that's a product of having so many options. You know, I think that's maybe one of the ways that, that the internet has really changed dating where we do have a lot of options and a lot of folks can go on a lot of dates and, uh, yeah, it's hard to, I think, so in San Francisco, um, and I'd be interested to hear if it, if it's like this in St. Louis or what your experience has been, but I, I think I think it's safe to say in San Francisco that there are a lot more men than women on the dating apps. And, uh, you know, I think one of the challenges that everyone has, but I think it's more intense for women, at least around here, uh, is just in like, how do you filter? Like, how do you, given given so many options, um, even before you go on a date, but even after you go on that first date, how do you use your time wisely? How do you how do you filter to figure out like, well, I met this Scott guy. He's got a podcast. Uh, he seems nice. He's got goofy hair. Uh, what do I know about him? You know what I mean? Like that might be what's in what's what was in Taylor's Excel sheet. I don't think she has an Excel sheet, but you know she's got something where she's trying to figure out if who who's worth her time because she's only got so many nights in the week. Even if you're going to go on you know, like you did a whole bunch of dates, you still only have so much time in the week, you've got a life, you know, and I think it's hard for everyone. I think it's especially hard for women, especially around here. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird, um, having a lot of options can really be a double edged sword, you know, it can, it, it it's can, hard to navigate. but by the same token, I think that's where you have to get real with yourself. Hmm. And say, well, what what am I really looking for? Hmm. Because if your filters are, you know, a cute guy, well, that's you're gonna get a lot of guys. Hmm. You have you have to have more than that on your list. You have to have yeah. your filters more than that, and more than you know, an age range, and more than a mile range. It's got to be more. There's got to be more than that. Yeah. And, I'm, and then you're not inundated. Hmm. I feel like I, I, my pet theory, you know, the whole height thing, like about how a lot of women will only date men over six feet tall. I, I think some of that just comes from, uh, th that, that, that filtering process, like just not being able to, like the app makes it really easy to sort by height. It doesn't mm -hmm. make it easy to sort by, uh, someone's existential thoughts about the nature of the mind or whatever. You know what Correct. I mean? Like that's <laughs> not on there anywhere. Right. Um, although, and I guess, well, I guess you weren't, uh, you were married for that time, but like, okay, Cupid was an app in the early days of dating apps. It's still there, but it just not mm -hmm. a lot of people are on there. And I guess you used 15. So you probably did use okay. Cupid. I did. Mm -hmm. Um, well then I, I guess I'd be curious to ask you about that. Like one of the things that I liked about okay. Cupid, um, was you could just dump so much data into your profile. You could answer like, you know, 500 questions more. And then you could have the app sort of tell you who it thought you were compatible with based on those answers. And that's how I met my ex-wife. Um, mm. And I think to a large extent, it was useful. Like, you know, I, I, you know, depending on how important it is to you that you share values, uh, 
it's it would seem like a useful tool for for doing that and it's mm-hmm. the, the apps have be the popular apps are are not doing that they're very gamified it's very like your thumb is swiping one way or the other and that's what you're doing um yes that's you know? true and and the the sheer volume of all of those questions and i did answer them all because i was just curious as to where the end was because it seemed like it was nowhere it's nowhere and there's so a lot I of thought, there is a lot and it is hundreds. I don't know if it's 500. I, it's a lot, but I did. Yeah. I got to the end. There is an end. Um, but most people are like, oh, for God's sake. They don't do it. I'm not going to answer all these. It's a lot of homework. So yes, is the, uh, is the ability there? Yeah. Is the possibility there? Yes. Is the probability there? <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. Because yeah. people are not answering all those questions, right? They're not you and me answering all those questions for very different reasons. So, so, and, and, you know, there's a reason why the more popular, more used apps don't do that Hmm. because people aren't going to use them. And then the app is not going to make money. So it's not going to be an app. So why even bother making it? I think that's right. You have to, you know, you have to understand human nature and it is a game. Unfortunately, it is. And the people who play it the best win. Mm. And that all goes back to marketing. I have always said that the best marketers will win. It absolutely has nothing to do with the quality of their product. Mm. Isn't and that's that wild? Just real. It's wild to me that we live in an age where, and I, and I, I honestly, I think you're right. It, but it's wild to me that we live in an age where your ability to market yourself like my ability to market me, Scott Simmons, on the internet as a product is has a direct correlation with my odds of finding a romantic partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I've had lots of people say, why does your name sound familiar? That's why. Hmm. Not because of dating apps, but because I am online. I'm very easily found. Hmm. So when I get on a dating app and they're like, Bonnie L. Frank, what? does that sound familiar? Well, I mm-hmm. know exactly why it sounds familiar. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Have you been to St. Louis lately? I have no idea. I know exactly why. Hmm. It's digital marketing. That's all there is. And TikTok is SEO rich. Yeah. There's more SEO juice going through that app than any other app right now. Yeah. So yeah. if you're on TikTok, you are very likely being found. Hmm. Whether or not you're on dating apps. Yeah. How, so, okay. I, I've, I have like three different thoughts here. Um, well, the first thing. So the first thing I remembered from what we were talking about time before. I I usually, I'd be interested, interested to hear your thoughts, thoughts about this. When I'm dating somebody, I usually try to imagine or try to figure out. Because you, you were talking about, you know, what, what's it going to be like hanging out with somebody, not on an exciting first date, but when you're just, when you're just hanging out, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's very wise that I think that I try to do that as well. I, I always try or I always ask myself the question, like, wh- what is it going to be like being with this person once the honeymoon phase is over? Right. Like, I, I love a good honeymoon phase. I really do. It's wonderful. I think I'm great at it. I have I, I, I enjoy making someone feel special and I enjoy having them make me feel special and all that kind of stuff. But I always kind of ask myself, like, well, once that stops being easy, once it starts being a little more. I got to be more intentional about making my partner feel special and that kind of thing. Um, what is that going to be like? You know what I mean? Um, 
I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about that because I don't know. I don't always know how to do that. I just know that it's like a question that I ask myself. Like, can I get a gut feel of like, this lady seems awesome. It seems like we're clicking, but like, what's it going to be like when the, when the honeymoon phase is over? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I can only speak from, you know, the girl's side, Mm. this one. Um, but if, um, you know, if it's a situation where maybe he came over to watch a movie or I went over there to watch a movie, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you go in the bathroom and he left the toilet seat up. <laughs> that is a huge red flag. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and, okay. and it's, and people joke about that, but it really is. Yeah, sure. It means one of, or two or both of these things. Either he's so clueless as to why that's completely thoughtless. Mm -hmm. So it's been a long time since he's dated anybody or he's just totally Mm self-centered. Right. And, and this is what he always does. So that's number one. All of that is in number one. And number two is it's so early in this relationship because now you're, this is the first time he's doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, within probably just the first few dates or something. Right. So, so it's the first time this is happening. You're seeing this happen. That's the very beginning. You should be doing everything you can. You should be putting on your best face. Mm-hmm. You should be on your AAA game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're leaving. What? No. <laughs> This is the best it's going to be right there at that point. That's the best it's going to be. So if they're being thoughtless or self-centered or showing red flags from the beginning, Mm -hmm. run because it ain't going to get better. (laughs) Right, 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 right. As Um, cute as they are. And and trust me, I've hung in there because they're really cute too. I get it. Um. Well, okay. If if we can, I would love to jump to kind of one of the last things we had here. Um, so, uh, you, uh, one of the things you said you you could talk about were these were hidden messages, which I don't mm. I don't know what that is. What does that mean? I'm so curious. Yeah, it, well, it can mean a lot of apps, things. Right? It can, okay. I'm sorry. What? And this this would be in hidden messages within dating apps or like within the yes. dating apps. Okay, in, yeah. In sorry. dating apps and just in dating and interpersonal communication. Okay, okay. Hit me with so, it. So, and there was something that just happened two days ago to me that I can speak to with that. So, so hidden messages. When I first put that on a list of like, you know, what can Bonnie talk about? Um, mm-hmm. I meant that I think guys do this so much more than women. And I just think it's because stereotypically, but there is truth in stereotypes, man. Women take a lot more selfies than guys. We just do. <laughs> That's very we true. take selfies, right? Yeah. We think everybody, I know that everybody wants to know what I'm going to do on my New York trip and all the places I go. And they're going to Cause I'm gonna put it out there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. So, you know, even if nobody sees it, I think somewhere that they want to. So I'm going to do that. And so does every other woman on the planet. And I know that's a stereotype, but let's face it. It's I hear you. true. And so we're accustomed to the, the better side for our pictures, good lighting. We think uh-huh. of all these things. Uh-huh, and I uh-huh. haven't even gotten to the filters where people are just going crazy <laughs> with those. 
So I haven't even gotten to any of that, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say background and lighting. Let's Uh just limit it to that. Okay. Men, everyone listening to this, and everyone who knows a man who's not listening to this, dear God, please have good lighting and think about what's behind you. Okay. Because I can guarantee you the person on the other end is thinking about that. They're going to like examine the picture and see like. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? They're going to pinch it. They're going to enlarge it. They're going to (laughs) take a screenshot and send it to their friend and be like, can you believe this? (laughs) And I'm not talking about the guys who are proudly sitting there with a deer head with a full thing of antlers, which I find completely repulsive. I'm not talking about the ones holding up the big trout very proudly. I find that odd too. I'm not talking about any of that. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about the people who are taking a picture in their home, which they should, Mm -hmm. without any thought of how dark the picture is and really more important, because you can always lighten it, more importantly, what's behind them. Oh, so the hidden message here is kind of like the things that they didn't intend to include in the picture, but might oh be my God. a messy bedroom or a messy couch or that kind of thing. Or A god-awful mess. <laughs> no books in sight. Or the books that are there, you're zooming in and you're like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> I do I do think, I, so that's interesting. I, I do, I think in mine, in my, when I do dating profile, selfies because you're right guys don't we don't take a lot of pictures of ourselves we're just like not socialized to be i when i'm out with yeah i I, i've been the guy who's like oh hey can you take a picture of me while we're out like at the pier or whatever because we're doing a thing and it's san francisco so take a picture of me in this san francisco place because i don't know um yeah guys we're not we're not good about taking pictures of ourselves my theory i think i think the reason you see a lot of guys with fish in in their pictures is not necessarily because they're that excited about like fish but it's because it's just the last time somebody pointed a camera at him and took a picture and it's them like doing a thing so it's like i went outside i did a thing i do stuff i don't just sit at home and watch netflix all day you know but i I think that's kind of why you see a lot of guys with fish or maybe guys are just really into fishing i don't know it's a left swipe for me every time (laughs) well there you go Um, and i don't care if someone fishes or not i'm not anti-fishing yeah i'm not an anti-fisher i don't care yeah. But like what? No. <laughs> and now, but wait, now, is that is that because is that because it's it's uh, there's just too many of them and it, it feels unoriginal and uncreative or uh, no? Or you know what I it's mean? because proudly displaying the biggest bass uh-huh. that they probably didn't even catch. Let's just put it right on the table. You know, they're (laughs) holding up some big thing that they just took out of the plastic. I don't know. And they're on someone's boat. It's not their boat, but it's, they're on a boat and they're holding a mammal. Uh What? What? Yeah. That is supposed to compel me to now date them. Yeah. I don't know. See, And I don't, and, and I think that is, see, this is why it's so, that's why this podcast is really important. And I think, I think really helpful for a lot of people. Mm. I've never, I t- I've talked to a lot of guys. I've never heard anyone say that it's probably the first time or the last time or the only time that somebody took a picture of them 
or they had to show that they were doing something. Here, I'm doing a thing. That yeah. thought had never occurred to me. I'm like, seriously, this define this is what you want me to know about you? <laughs> no, that you're an angler. What? What? Just say it. I don't need to see a picture of the trout or whatever it is yeah. that you're angling. If that's a verb, I don't know. I mean, I, I I can't speak for all men. You know, I I don't know for a fact, but I I I I do think it's fair to say that you're right. Men don't take a lot of selfies. You know, we're just not socialized to be like taking photographic evidence of our lives and keeping the gram up to speed. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and like I, well, I went on vacation. Um, I went to Mexico earlier in the year and I went on this like, uh, you know, one of those like ATV things because they're like, I yeah, go try this thing. I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds fun. I'll do it. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, there was a guy just bopping around uh, taking pictures of everybody. And I was like, what is this guy mm-hmm. doing? Like, why? What's the I'm not going to I don't want a picture of me. This is I'm here to do the experience. I'm here to like ride the thing. And then I got to the end and they wanted to charge me like, I don't know, way too much money for a picture. Right? They're just going to email it to me. But I was sitting there looking at it and I was like, oh, man. My dating profile, like the most recent pick, it was like, you know, pictures that I hired a photographer to take of me because I was like, I don't have any pics. And so I, I, I paid the crazy, you know, it was like 25 bucks or something like that for a picture of me on an ATV. Uh, um, but, but yeah, I, I think that's a lot kind of like the guy with the fishing picks because it's like, and, and I guarantee you those guys who have the picture of them holding a bass, I guarantee you they paid money for it because they went on some fishing trip with some buddies because somebody's like, it's gonna be a fun idea. And once they get you on that boat, they try to hit you for, I mean, they're running a business, you know, like there's a guy on there with a nice camera and he's going to take a picture of you with a fish. And then he goes like, yeah, absolutely. This is a great picture. You should see it. Look at you. Look at the smile on your face. You should definitely put that on match. Right. (laughs) They're encouraging them to do it. And as a guy, yeah. And as a guy, you're like, oh man, there's a picture of me. I haven't had a picture taken of me in like two years. And I know I'm supposed to get a good picture. This is like a professional photographer taking a picture of me doing a thing. This is a manly thing. I'm, I'm, I'm slaying an animal. I'm gathering food. I'm hunting. You know, this is like, I get it, you know? And, and I, and that's why I think, that's why I think you see so many guys with fish picks. Um, that is real. That is fascinating. That, that perspective never occurred to me. And an ATV is an immediate left swipe too. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's fair. I, I, that's, I was asking for that. That's all right. Um, well, gosh, Bonnie, it's been so nice talking to you. We went a little over on time here. Is there anything else that you wanted to uh, throw out there? Can I can I get your like marketing business info? I would love to plug the stuff you do. It's been so nice chatting with you. Um, oh, thank you. Um, uh, I'm BonnieLFrank.com. You can go to my website and find things about growing your business. I'm on TikTok every day at Bonnie L. Frank. And um, yeah. Happy to talk with you. Uh, you can sign up for a free 20 minute chat. You can do bit.ly forward slash talk to Bonnie and get 20 minutes of my brain space and talk about how to start, grow, or scale your online business. Or okay. you can ask about dating. No, don't ask about dating. <laughs> don't do, ask Scott about dating, not me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Well, listen, I, I, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for making time. Thank you for reaching out. Um, you know, this, 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 project for me just kind of started as a creative outlet, like just a way to kind of like scream into the void about the stuff that I've been chewing on. I I do. I have lovely friends. I really do. I'm so grateful for them, but like, uh, they're not dating, you know, they're, they're doing their own thing and I'm just sort of in a different, my problems are different problems and they'll always listen to me because they're very lovely, but like, um, they don't, a, they don't need the info 
and B, they don't have a lot of context for it, right? So they don't, they just kind of listen to me and go like, that sounds crazy, <laughs> you know? Same, um, same with me. My yeah. friends don't even know how to possibly fix me up because they have no idea what my type is. And I'm thinking, mm. how do you not know? You've known me for decades because they've seen me with one person. Sure. And that's yeah. not my type, <laughs> not anymore. So yeah. they don't know. So yeah. they can't help. So it's yeah, hard. it's not I, easy. It's hard. I get it's hard. It. Yeah, it is so, hard. No, this podcast is I think it's really I think it's really good. I think everyone should listen to it. I think that if you're listening now, you should share it. Click on the three dots, share it with your friends, your neighbors. It really is. I think it's it's really helpful to not just hear other people's per perspectives, because, of course, that's always helpful. Hmm. But for me to hear a guy's perspective hmm. yeah. is really important because you don't hear it a lot. Yeah, I, I do. My, one of my big things uh, with all this stuff is that like, yeah, I think it's I think it's challenging for men and for women in very, very different ways. And if you don't understand uh, what the, what what it's like for I mean, you're not going to know what it's like specifically for somebody that you matched with. But like if you don't even, if you don't even know, like the general landscape, it makes it really hard to kind of bridge that gap if you don't know, like the context where where the other person is, how the other person is sort of seeing the apps or seeing dating right and yeah it's very different for uh for for men and for women anyway right. I, I, so I you might to, get uh, a lot of left swipes when you shouldn't be because you you don't know how much they're looking at the background because yeah. you don't know their perspective because you don't know where they're coming from i didn't know how bad my atv pick was you know <laughs> Don't um, just look. Depends on who you want to attract. If you want to attract people who are into riding ATVs, I would suggest that you put it there. That's I'm probably not. That's right. It was a one-time thing that I had done. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's really that's really useful wisdom. Anyway, I, I, all that to say, I, I was really happy that you reached out, and it's been really nice talking to you. It's been great um, hearing the perspective of other people on this stuff, and I think it's a healthy way to have these conversations. So thank you for coming on here, being so open and honest, and. Um, yeah, thank you for thank you so much for making the time. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. It was really fun. Okay, I always end these by telling everybody at home uh, that we wish you all the best, um, and I, I will have another one. I don't know soon. Whenever I can find somebody else who wants to hop on here and talk, so stay tuned. Bonnie, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye.